Sego, Sewaguego. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to our Yohate Negasuna, The Road to Your Name podcast, focusing on Haudenosaunee cultural topics recorded on Haudenosaunee territory. Our podcasts are produced by Aboriginal Legal Services with the technical assistance of Humble Man Recording. My name is Lisa Van Every from the Mohawk Nation and the Wolf Clan. I'm the coordinator of the Yohate Negasuna, The Road to Your Name program and the host of this podcast. Welcome to the Yohate Negasuna, The Road to Your Name podcast series. If you would like to learn more about our organization, Aboriginal Legal Services, and the programs and services we provide, please visit us at our website, www.aboriginallegal.ca. And if you feel inclined and would like to make a donation, you can click on the word Donate, located at the top of the homepage of our newly updated website. You can also visit us on Facebook at Aboriginal Legal Services, Toronto, Canada. This is the Yohate Negasuna, The Road to Your Name podcast series. When I think of technology, I always tend to think of my grandfather who was born in 1900. My grandfather, Titus Venevery, was one who liked the gadgets of his time. He ordered the paddy stacker, the buttoneer, and the pocket fisherman from KTEL. I like to think he would have embraced the iPhone and traveled with an iPad where he would have written his grocery list and drawn out diagrams to explain his ideas. I know he would have been inspired by our next guests. On this episode, Yohate Negasuna, The Road to Your Name, welcomes to the podcast Ganyageha sisters from the Ganyagehaga Mohawk Nation and the Bear Clan from the community of Ganasatage. These two sisters are the co-founders of Revival Software, where they create digital software resources to help revitalize languages and culture. Sego Sewaguego, and welcome, Gohundawaks Dahno Wenekelago. Did I get that right? Yeah. 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 Okay, great. You're giving my um, my Mohawk language skills a real workout on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've got the long names. That's our job. Yeah, I love your names, though. Um, what do they mean? So my name, what I've been told, is that it means either shaker of the field or she moves with the grass. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I like it a lot. That's beautiful. It was my mom's name, but she, she didn't really use it when she was, you know, growing up, so... It's it's really my name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Wenegelago? Yeah, so mine is very simple. It just means the sweet grass. Oh, nice. I love sweet grass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it smells popular. so beautiful, the sweet grass. And your Thanks. last names are Tewisha. Yeah, Tewisha. Is that right? Tewisha. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So can we start with you, Winogalago? Yeah. Um, let's see. I wanted to ask you, how did you start in software development? Well, I didn't, I started in the year 2021 because it, before that I was working in a private daycare. And then when COVID mm -hmm. hit in 2020, I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so I taught myself how to do digital art. And yeah, then I decided to help my sister with her, her company. And then I've basically had to learn on the fly since 2021. So everything I've learned has just been in the last year. Oh, well, learning on the job is pretty good, huh? You can, you yeah. can learn a lot while you're on it's the like job. It's a very condensed course of everything I need to know. A crash and course. I have to get it right. <laughs> yeah. Swim. yeah. And your sister's there to make sure you get it right, right? Exactly. Yeah. She knows a lot more and than I do. What about you, Gahundawax? How did you get involved in software development? So it was kind of, it was half on purpose and half accidental because I kind of knew from my early childhood that I wanted to do something with like video games, but I was really okay. an artist. So anything to do with like digital art, my first introduction to that was like drawing in MS Paint on my parents, like old Windows 95 computer with the mouse. And yeah, that's what I was doing for a really long time. I had incredible pinky strength from like just drawing using the mouse all the time because you know when I was a teenager most of my friends had a tablet yeah we didn't have that but um yeah I kind of from there I did a lot of art in high school and then even more art when I went to college and then well, I guess I kind of skipped a part. Um, in high school, when I was in Gunawaga Survival School, I participated in something called the Skins Workshops. And that was kind of my introduction to um, video games and specifically indigenous video games. So, yeah, from there, I kind of got all these skills of like 3D modeling and a little bit of animation and level design. So once I got a taste for that, I applied to Concordia University for their computation arts program. And I graduated from that. Um, because of my affiliation with like the Skins Workshops, I got introduced to all these super brilliant and inspiring indigenous people who were already making video games. And I was like, wow, I, uh, I really got to get on board with that. So that's kind of how I, I got into making my own games. <laughs> So, so d you both played video games as children? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of, what, what um, interested you about video games as children? Like what kind of video games did they have at the time? Yeah. So. A lot of adventure. Yeah. Lots of adventure yeah. games. Yeah. We played stuff like Jack and Daxter, um, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Halo. Pitfall Harry. Pitfall Harry. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of <laughs> all those kinds of games when we were kids. And I'll paint a picture for you. <laughs> so, like, it's me playing the video games 95% of the time in my mom's bedroom or the living room. And then, like, my three siblings sitting behind me, like, watching me play these games. Because at least 
you know, the majority of the reason that we played video games was we got really sucked into the story. So for me, I was playing a video game, but for the siblings watching, it was like a 12 hour cinematic experience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And it was intense because we had no memory cards, so we couldn't save our game. So she would bargain with us to, like, donate our turns to her. So she would beat Uh the game in a day. And all of us Uh didn't want to lose our place in the story because we'd have to completely start the game over to get our turn. We just gave our turns to her. When my parents bought the PlayStation 2, it was, like, kind of the first game console we had since the Nintendo so it was a bit of a oh, big yeah. jump from one console to the to the other. But yeah, they, they bought the PlayStation and not the memory card. So every time we turned the machine off, we had to start over again. So I got really oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you ever go into uh, tournaments? Oh, no, no. I was never yeah, into no. the competitive aspect of it. That no. kind of intimidated me. And even to this day, when it comes to, like, playing games with people online, I'm like, oh, no, they're going to see how much I suck. I'm way too <laughs> to play online. I can't do it. Yeah, I, I can't. No. For the, for the competition. I basically want a movie that I'm the main character of. And those are the <laughs> kinds of games that I play. Yeah. <laughs> well, all of those games that you just mentioned, I didn't know any of them. <laughs> Um, what about Space Invaders? I've heard of it. I've never played it. Like, uh, that's about the only video game I know about. Um, so I'm really inspired because you've incorpor- you've decided to take language and focus on our traditional Mohawk language and take that and incorporate it into the video games mm-hmm. and the videos that you make. What inspired you to do that? So um, for me, it definitely is rooted in my childhood, you know, at the same time we were playing video games, my siblings and I were also enrolled in Rodiwanagete, um, which was our immersion elementary school back in Gunasadaga. So we were like super immersed in the language. We used to sing like social songs together, me and her. Um, yeah. And when we weren't doing that, we were farming <laughs> because my my family uh we would spend our summer vacation growing uh, tobacco and traditional medicines and the three sisters mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things so it all sort of stems from the same place uh, in my in my childhood growing up in Gunasadalia. and what about you when what um inspired you to use the language well, for me, my background in Concordia was in education. So I graduated in 2018 from child studies from Concordia. And it really inspired me to incorporate my own culture and my own pedagogy into like art and things that inspire me. So in working with my sister, I get to do both of those things. So education and art. And it, it's really awesome. Well, to grow up together and live together, now to work together, how you you two must be pretty close and like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that yeah, we were like, bit, yeah. we were very close, obviously, when we were younger, and then we hit our our teenage, teenage years rebellion. and yeah, then we didn't like each other for a few years. But I think that's normal with teenage girls. Yeah, she had her yeah. boyfriend. I had my boyfriend. We. We didn't like each other's boyfriends. So. <laughs> Both broke up with our boyfriends at the same time. At the same time. Moved in together uh, in the city. 
and we haven't oh, been well. apart since. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, our younger sister has moved in with us, so yeah. we're all very, very close. Yeah, we're very close. Oh, that's great that you all live together. Yeah. You can support each other in an urban environment. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's like a culture shock, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Living, it is. Yeah. When Living I, in a big city. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... So uh, when you were going to the immersion school, did you become um, really um, versed in the in the traditional language? Yeah. Yeah. I remember being a kid and like, you know, there's two versions of Geha, right? There's kind of like the baby talk where you're saying things like ee and ize. And then there's like adding the whole polysynthetic thing where you can combine yeah. all of it into one uh one word without needing all those multiple different root words. So we were at that kid fluency level where, you know, the word is one-to-one -one translation almost. We didn't get into, like, the conjugating and the future tense and all those things yet, but we had a pretty strong base vocabulary, and I remember being able to hold conversations, like, kind of fluently with my classmates and with some of my aunties and elders that I would vis visit with, but, you know, Life goes on, and I graduated from immersion school, and the rest of my schooling was in English. And because my parents aren't first language speakers, um, we didn't really have that much opportunity to practice. Well, so unfortunately, I feel like I've lost the majority of it now. So it's mm -hmm. kind of cool to be able to be working on language revitalization games because I think this is going to be my pathway, hopefully, to some kind of fluency because I'm relearning it in order to be making these games. So it's kind of a journey we're all going to go on together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now with your younger sister there, what is her name? Garakwina. Garakwina. Um, so the three of you together could probably start talking at home now. Yeah, yeah that, that would be, be awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had somebody to talk to, you know, because that's true. When you don't, I've learned it, but when you don't talk to people, you can lose it pretty fast. Yeah. 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 And one of the... Um, the first game I guess you you um, created is called um, Gully Hunya Ni Oh, I had it. Gully Gully Hunya Nitsala. Yeah. Gully Hunya Nitsala. That means teachings, right? Yes. Yes. Can you talk about what um, kind of game that is and and what you can learn from that game and where you get it? Yeah, yeah. So right now you can get it on the Google Play Store. Um, right now it's only available for Android because apparently it's like very hard to get stuff published to the Apple Store. So I'm not even, I'm not dealing with that yet, but it's on the, it's on the docket. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, but the game is about um, pretty much the importance of taking care of Mother Earth. And it follows the journey of a girl named Yazistokwaroks. Um, named after my niece, my niece. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, she's asking her grandmother um, why it's important to take care of the land and Mother Earth and all that. And the, the grandmother is taking her on this journey through the their territory, their traditional territory, and teaching her the names of all the local flora and fauna in Mohawk. And you can switch between playing in English and playing in Ganyogeha. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool oh. language tool. Wow, that sounds really exciting that you have the option to switch because then you can sort of see what the word is and what the English is exactly. beside it. 
Exactly. Yeah. And probably teach yourself the language, too, from that. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be really good. So what is, what, is there a large market, do you find, for what you're doing? I think so, yeah, because I can tell you that I wished when I was growing up that I had resources like this, like, because I knew I was playing video games all the time and my siblings were playing video games. And to this day, the majority of young people I know are playing video games in some capacity, either on their phones or on PlayStation or on their computers. So I think there is a lot of interest. And even since like people, I think you saw the CBC article maybe that came out recently since that yes. and like competing it we're also competing in powwow pitch right now i'm not sure if you know about that but it's like an indigenous business pitch competition and mm-hmm. like since participating in that we've gotten like so much exposure and people are emailing us and sending all kinds of like wonderful support messages over social media so i think there is a need and a want from people for these kinds of games it's just a question of us getting the resources to be able to make it and then you know getting it out there for everyone because right now we're very small studio it's basically me Wanagiragu and our developer Fred so yeah if we could get some kind of chunk of money to be able to make these kinds of resources for everyone to use full-time that would be that would be great well I want to ask you Wanagiragu what what is your what's your work day like (laughs) my work day well depends Some days I'm very, very motivated to like just get up and draw. And it's probably like not a super healthy relationship because like when I have to draw, it could be like at 11 o'clock at night or I could wake up super early in the morning and start drawing and I won't stop for like 11 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's all about the motivation when it's there. I have to go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And What inspires you, like, what kind of art inspires you to draw? Like, what kinds of things do you like to draw? Well, I have a favorite art style, and you've probably heard of Studio Ghibli. It's, like, kind of like an anime. No. No? (laughs) No. It's like an anime studio, and it's, like, they make these really wonderful movies, and they're, like, so whimsical, so cool, and the style is very iconic to me, and it inspires me to draw like kind of like very nature-based art and it's just very beautiful and natural and that's kind of the mm-hmm. things that I look forward to to making like backgrounds people less fun but backgrounds I really enjoy so I mean I think that it's it's such a great opportunity to um I guess make the world aware of the indigenous worldview And I think it's, you know, a lot of people don't understand our connection to land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge um, misunderstanding or not, they're not knowledgeable about it. So um, this is also what you're doing is infusing our worldview into your, your, what your stories that you make, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think that's so important to make people aware of where does our connection to the land come from? Mm-hmm. Why are we so, why are we so all about the land? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. people don't understand that, I don't think. Um, so, you know, the, to me, being, being as old as I am, I always think of technology as it's going so fast. It's always fast. It's, there's something new, like a new version of a phone. 
how as as software developers um do you keep up with that so my this is actually a new development for me where i'm like kind of rejecting the the pace of the industry that i'm working in because when i first started making games back in like 2019 i very much felt that pressure of like i've got to be making things right now i've got to be finished immediately because people want it right now and if i like don't keep this momentum that i'm going to miss out on some opportunity so, like, long story short, I kept that pace up for almost, like, a year and a half, and then I burnt myself out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I kind of learned that that sort of urgent feeling of, like, I need to be working this hard, and I need to be working 40-hour weeks, and, like, basically killing myself is kind of a colonial thing. Like, I was rejecting yeah. even, like what my body was telling me, like, I need to take a break. I need to eat. I need to drink some water. I need to move around. Instead, I was, like, mm-hmm. caught in the hustle, you know, mentality, and, mm-hmm. like, nose to the grindstone. I'm a worker bee, yeah. and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so now yeah. I'm realizing, like, that's not a healthy way for me to be living, and it's also not sustainable. So even though that's kind of the the vibe of the industry that I'm in, I'm not interested in participating in that sort of rat race vibe at all because it's just it's not healthy it makes me really unhappy when I find myself caught in that so I'm trying a bit more of like working at a natural rhythm and taking a break when I want and it's okay if I'm not moving as fast or producing as quickly as other people because like maybe I just don't have as many resources as them but like yeah you know I'll finish it when I finish it and then the audience will be there when it's ready yeah, you know, some cultures even take naps at the office. Yeah, yeah, I support that. Yeah, we support that at the office. Yeah, um, and that's really what our uh, what our um, culture is about. Like, it's about it's about the now, the now, the now, and you know, when things are ready, they're ready, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to, you know, go through this journey of life. When yeah. things are ready, they're ready. Exactly. Like the natural pace of things. It's very yeah. fine. So what <laughs> what is what is going to um like what's the what's your goal with your company? What do what would you like to accomplish? So why don't we start with you, um, Gahundawaks? So I guess I can tell you that the goal is that I want to be able to make games for both like schools to be able to use in like immersion schools or just indigenous schools because most of them have some type of indigenous language programming, right? Um, So I want to be making games that could be used in like an educational institution context, but then also games for people to be using at home, like I said earlier, because, you know, kids, they're always playing video games and we want to be able to bring our languages back into people's homes where they belong, right? It's not just something we have to go off to school and pay some other institution to teach us our own language. So Mm -hmm. making the games, that's kind of my way of helping out towards that goal. Um, yeah, eventually, I hope we have like a library, like a massive library of indigenous language games, like 
right now we're focusing on Mohawk because that's our language. But then as we get Mm -hmm. bigger, I definitely want to be able to work with other communities and help them with their languages and make resources for them. Or maybe even teach people from different communities how to make these resources themselves. Because I have a background in like teaching um, how to make video games and how to do character design and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a really great goal for your company you started. And and what about you, Winagalago? Um, you've you come from a background with children. Do you yeah. miss working with children every day? I do. I miss the laughs mostly. <laughs> it was a really great time, just like the energy that was in the room. Sometimes it was too much, but a lot of the time it was hilarious. So I do miss yeah. my kids a lot. <laughs> But and I what's your goal? Time. What's your goal in your career working with the company? Right now, my goal is to like grow my portfolio like digitally and learn a lot, like as many art styles as I can, so I can be very dynamic in what we have to do for like our specific games. And I want to, yeah, just support my sister in like making this library of games, and then we can hopefully reach as many endangered Indigenous languages as we can in Canada, and then just. Make a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a great um, job to just make games all day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. It's, yeah, but it's work, right? It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of work. It's, it's a little bit stressful. What kind of adds mm-hmm. to the stress actually is that it's still, to, when you talk about language revitalization and then you bring up video games, a lot of people, especially some elders, will be like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes like we really have to explain what we're doing and why it's valuable. But I think people are coming around and they're starting to recognize like this is a way to alleviate some of the strain that our first language speakers are feeling because, you know, many of them have dedicated their entire lives to teaching the language and are ready to retire. Like I can tell you yeah. that a lot of the teachers in my home community, they're like retirement age and have been for a while but they're still going because yeah they're one of the last few generations that speak it and they feel like this heavy responsibility to pass it on to as many people as they can so like mm-hmm. for me making these games is a way to like preserve some of their knowledge so they can like take a breather you know because they deserve it <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that this happens in a lot of communities, my community as well. We all know who our language speakers are, yeah. and uh, we rely on them so much Yeah, yeah. For cerem- at ceremonial times and, um, you know, a, a lot of different times. In fact, I just, one of my um, relatives is a language speaker, and I just said, can you translate some of these words for me? And he's a very busy person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he has to take time out and, and help people who ask him to do these things. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a big responsibility. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I just am so inspired by what you two are doing and, and your your ability to kind of look into the future and and see what we need. You know, see the, what the generations um, coming are going to need from from us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really the that's really the the um, the core of seven generation thinking. Exactly. So I, yeah, yeah, I really am inspired by you and what you've, what both of you have created and and dedicated to do. 
Sonyawa Goa. Thank you so Thank much. <laughs> and I know you both have websites and you have a, a software website. Would you like to tell the listeners about them? Sure. Yeah. So our <laughs> company website is revitalsoft.ca. Let me just double check so I'm, I'm sure I'm not giving you the wrong address. Yeah, it's revitalsoft.ca. Um, mm-hmm. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're at revitalsoft. And okay. I made a Twitter account for us today that is also at Revital Software. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You're on all the platforms. Yeah. You'll have down. to do some tick, you know, some TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that'll be next. <laughs> That's a full-time thing. Maybe that, maybe you'll just be like on social media all the time. Yeah. Doing this and doing that. Just with the two accounts, like I definitely feel almost overwhelmed with the social media aspect of it. But you know, if you want to get your your stuff out there, it's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, in your industry, you have to be plugged into what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you probably read a lot of industry um, articles and yeah, um, what's happening. What about? Um, uh, virtual reality. Do you think you'll get involved in that? Definitely. She already has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still studying at Concordia um, for my one of my final 3D animation courses. I made this um, VR game about an indigenous foster care child and like her experience of going through the foster care system, because I'm sure, you know, we're overrepresented mm-hmm. in that. Um, oh, yes. Well, yeah. The game was you you put the, the headset on and you're in this child's bedroom and you're looking around and the environment you're in kind of tells the story of this child. You would pick up items in the room and depending on what you picked up, picked up a little sound bite would play that told you a little piece of their story. And so I did the 3D models for that. Um, my friend Fred, who's now like our co-founder and developer at Revital, um, did the programming and helps me in, with Unity and everything. And Wanagaragu did the the voice acting. So we've been working together a long oh, time, wow. even before we were a company. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds really exciting. That's another story that needs to be told mm-hmm. more often. Yeah. Right? So we can make people aware. Sure. Well, did, did you two want to add anything? Tell, the, tell our listeners about anything um, you're doing in the future or... Something we miss talking about? Um, my Instagram account is also <laughs> available. <laughs> I okay, have what is it? Online portfolio. I have wanagaragu.com and I also have at wanagaragu on Instagram, and that's it. <laughs> well, I can, um, can you spell your name for the listener? So, sure, sure. They, so, wanagaragu is W E N N E K E R A K O N. Oh, great. So you can look Wanagilago up on her on her social media accounts and see her fabulous artwork. <laughs> and what about you, Gahandawaks? Do you have a, um, a website? Yes. A personal website? Yes. You can see all of my work and all of the projects that I've done pretty much since the beginning of my art career, whatever year that was, um, at com. I think. Let me just check if it's <laughs> .com or .ca. <laughs> can never remember. <laughs> and how do you spell Gahondawaks? So it's K-A-H-E-N-T-A-W-A-K-S dot com. Oh, good. 
com. Okay. All right. I want to say nyawa to our guests today, um, to Gahandawaks and Wanagalagu. Um, Tewisha, that's their last name, for joining us on this episode of Yohate Negasuna, the Road to Your Name podcast. Onigiwahi. Nyawe, thank you for listening to this episode of the Yohate Negasuna, The Road to Your Name podcast, which has been produced by Aboriginal Legal Services and hosted by me, Lisa Venevery. There are 10 episodes in this podcast series. Let's meet again on the next episode. This has been the Yohate Negasuna, The Road to Your Name podcast series. If you would like to learn more about our organization, Aboriginal Legal Services, and the programs and services we provide, please visit us at our website, www.aboriginallegal.ca. And if you feel inclined and would like to make a donation, you can click on the word Donate, located at the top of the homepage of our newly updated website. You can also visit us on Facebook at Aboriginal Legal Services, Toronto, Canada. This has been the Yohate Negasuna, the Road to Your Name podcast series. Yohahi, yo. Yohahi, yo. Yo.